0: Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yom Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Yud Bet, and we will begin on Daf Yud Aleph Amur Bet. At the words, Can a shul really get tameh in the Says the Gemara, didn't we learn to write? You might have thunk. That a bit Knesset or a bit Midrash could get tamified with with negaim, uh, with the tzara'at, tamudomar. Pasuk says, Uba asher habayit. And the one who has the house will come. Mi shem A person who has his own specific house. Yatsu <coughs> elu. Excluding these guys. Shehen miuhadim lo. Where it's not specifically theirs. And therefore, if you have a Bet Knesset, which no one could say is his, or a Bet Midashe, no one could say is his, it can't get tamified. So the going Lokasha, Kasha. it, it, Is it Tanya? Because we brighter. If you have a shul, which has a Bet Dira, it has a residence, the for the guy who's the Shamosh. Chayab becomes because someone's living there. It's someone's house. What if it has no Bet There's no one living there. It's just praying only. Then it's a mahalokit. And the rabbi says, So according to the first answer, this that we have a contradiction, one that says law, the word Law, which says that it uh, says that it has to be specifically owned, and the other one saying law that they are chayav, where mayor is saying and say, batur. The ebay temer now. I can tell you really no. Have ha, they're both rabbin vulkash, the two the two bright so it's not a another question. Had be be One they both could be the rabbanan who say. That you're patur. That a shul is patur, and one is talking about a shul that has a has a shamosh living in it, and that's why it's chayav. And the one that says you're patur is talking about a shul that doesn't have a shamosh living in it, and that's why you're patur. So again, answer number one is the 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 one is Remeir and the patur one is chachamim or. Both are say patur. One has a Shamosh living in it, and one doesn't have a Shamosh living in it. Now we're going to come up with the third answer. The Ibait Now, this third answer is going to be a little more trouble. The Ibait give another answer. Ha They're both talking about cases where there's no betira, where there's no no one living there. Okay? One is talking about a city, and the other one is talking about a, a village. Now, what's the difference between a village and a city? In a village, the the shuls is kind of a, a, a joint shul. So yeah, basically it's two, three families, they make themselves a shul, that's all they have in the village, and therefore it's really the shul is really owned by somebody, and therefore it's chayavizah. Whereas when you're in a, in a city, no one owns the shul. There's a hundred different families, it's like nobody owns it, and therefore it's not Khayav and Says the Gemara. and you want to say that if you're in a shul, it's not it can't get Tamefied with Nigaim. Is that true? Right? How, how could you say that? After all, We learned in a brighter. The Pasuk says, I will put salat in your inheritance. Your inheritance will get Tameh Afar Mugayim. And Yerushalayim can't get Tameh Afar Right? Amar Bi Says, I only heard that the place of the Bet Mekdash can't get Sarat because that's not your inheritance. You see that a Bet can get Tamefai So, how could you say that if you're in a city, any city, Haifa, Tel Aviv, Beersheva, uh, the Shul can't get Tamefai with It sounds over here like either only Yerushalayim. Or only the Beit Midrash is is immune, or you know has immunity to negaim, but not anywhere else, right? Says the Gemara. Even though they're kachim, ema, I'm Rabbi Huda. I need to learn about the Beit Midrash. I become mikudash bilvad. Change the statement. Don't read it makom mikdash, which would be that that the Bihuda is disagreeing oh, on Yushalayim it, and saying the mikdash. He's saying mikudash, a holified a place. place. Holified place includes every shul, and therefore every shul is immune to uh, is immune to tzarat, according to the Bihuda. And if so, the Behuda fits with the Gemara. So but, shul is immune. Shul is according to Rabbi but Tanakhama says only only Yerushalayim. But at least the statement fits like Rabi Okay. What well, if it's owned by more than one person? What? The shul. It's owned by five people. It still gets sarat According to one answer, is no. Our answer was that if it's owned by Kfarim, which only a few people there, that it's, it it's uh it can get Sarat but K'rachim cannot, but, and that was challenged because we had a bright that sounds like all shuls can get, and we said, no, we, we re-explained to to be talking about these shuls, that, that, that the shuls are, put, are, put, are out. ask the Gemara, my what is the machlokim between and the about? Why does one rabbi allow shuls to get tamafied, and one rabbi does not? Says the Gemara, Tanaka sabar, the Tanaka holds. The Machlokit is whether the city of Jerusalem was given apart to the Shivatim. Tarakama holds that Yerushalayim can't get Tamefied because Yerushalayim was never given to Shivatim. It belongs to everyone. And since it belongs to everyone, therefore nobody owns the house. So if nobody owns the house, it can't get tamarified. Right. Okay? And Rabbi Yudha says only Malcolm Mekudash, which means he's disagreeing and he's saying Yushalayim can get Tamefied. Why does he say Yushalayim can get Tamefied? Because he says that Yushalayim was given to the Shivatim and therefore it's a regular city. It's owned by Shevet Yudah and Shevet Benyamin, whoever owns that particular land. And therefore, it is not immune to Negeim, says the Gemara. we the that the rabbis are arguing about the same Tutanaim, the Tanya. Which part was was in Yehuda's portion? Says the Gemara: Har the the mount of the of the Beit Hamikdash, halishkot, the the rooms, Azarot, and the courtyards. Which part was in Benjamin's portion? Ulam, the hall and the Hechal, Bet Hashim, and the Kodesh Kodeshim was also in the portion of Binyamin, so they actually combined, Shevet Yehuda and Shevet Binyamin, combined to own the Beit HaMikdash, Yehuda had the outsides, and Binyamin had the middle side, there was a strip of land leaving Yehuda's portion, when entered into Binyamin's portion, and on that little strip of land that was leaving Judah's portion, the mizbeach, the main mizbeach, was built. And the righteous Benjamin was upset about this the fact that he didn't have the mizbeach in his portion every day. Of his life. Because he wanted to have the, the, the Mizbech in his portion. Shine Amar as it says, Khofef Alav hayom, He was nervous about it all day. Therefore, he became the Ushbizin, the the host of Hashem. Shneimar Ubent Kitefav Shachin. And that, Because it says on his shoulders Hashem, Hashem is living. That's telling you that Hashem was Zohar that, that Benjamin was Zohar that the, the Aaron was in his portion because of his longing for having the Mizbech in his portion which means that a person a person often doesn't realize that what you care about defines who you are the things that really bother you define who you are some people it bothers them if their desk is messy so that means you Ba'etzim, are a neat person it bothers the day of desk if your desk is messy some people it bothers them if they left an email unanswered that bothers them tremendously you're that type of person if it bothers you tremendously that you missed the mitzvah that's what, then you're a mitzvah person and therefore Benjamin. He's zochet to have the mizbeach in his portion because you care about that. If that's what you care about, that's who you are. And that's the idea. You know, many people say, listen, okay, I had the class in my house, great. I had the rabbi come over, good. If he came, it would be nice. I would have taken the rabbi. Oh, he, the other guy got him, okay. So he got him, okay. That means it doesn't bother you. But binyamin a sadiq it says, all day he's going crazy, he's missing the, he's not getting the mizbeach. you're not getting the mizbeach. okay, okay, relax, get over it, L- live life, if you can't get over it, it means who you are, that's a achut, if the thing you can't get over, is a spiritual thing, it's a good thing, okay, I don't remember, you remember better than me, Benjamin. Okay. Okay. Says the Gemara. The other—that's according to one Tana who says that Yerushalayim belonged belong to the two Shvatim. The other Rabbi holds no. Yerushalayim lo wasn't given the Shvatim. The Tanya we learned and Maskinim batim Yerushalayim. When you come to Yerushalayim, you can't rent out a house. You know why? Because you don't own it. It belongs to everybody. Right? It's not theirs. You can't also rent a bed out. You know why you can't rent a bed out? Because you don't own it. The guy who's living in the house, you walk into the guy's house, I own the house, you shalim. Oh, very nice. So you come to the house. If you want to sleep in the bed, just go sleep in it. Why? It's not your bed. You don't own the house. You can't let you can't lease a bed out in, in someone else's house. So what do you do? Therefore, therefore, the rabbis made a decree that when you come to Yerushalayim and you bring your korbanot, the halakha is they have to give you back the skins of certain um, and the certain animals that the skin belong to the owners. And not the Kohanim. So those skins, the rabbis made it, that when you come to Yerushalayim and you stay in your your host's house, you must leave them the skins. And that the the host could take the skin by force if you don't want to give it to him. Why? Because we want to give the guy back something because he he can't charge rent. So at least he gets something, you can leave him the skin. And he would use the the leather of the skin. Right? So therefore you see that no one owns it. You see from here that a person should always leave a vessel by the house of the person he stays by. So if you stay by somebody's house, you should leave a vase or something in the house as a gift. It's nice, just like they used to leave those those um, skins. Says the Gemara, is it true that a synagogue in a village can not get tamerified? Yeah. But I didn't we learned La it says it has to be an inheritance. Until you conquered it. When they conquered Eritis and they didn't give it out to the shibatim. then, then what? Then also you can't you can't be can't get Sarat. They, gave it to they didn't give it out to the families. Also can't get them verified. If they gave it to the families, but every person individual doesn't know where he's supposed to live, talking about the beginning of Israel, when Yeshua's was giving out, how do we know there's no tzarat? It has to be specifically yours. Yatsa'el, excluding uh, the original... Giving out of the Betamakda, giving out of, of Edith Isael's land, where? And law, at that point, there was no specific land that's yours. And therefore, if Tzadat would happen at that stage of Yoshua's giving out the land, it would not become Tamaified. So we see, if it doesn't work, if you can't identify whose house it is in a village where you're telling me, oh yeah, there's a few families there and everyone knows that we own it jointly, even if you own it jointly, it shouldn't work. After all, there's no place that you could point to, Binyamin, and say, oh, that's mine. Just the same way if I gave it out to, to the to the Hamra family and Joey doesn't know where his land is, that it can't get salafied. So too, if I give it if, if, if there's a shul and no one could point out, oh, that's my part of the shul, it also shouldn't become tamafied. Says the Gemara, The Gemara is actually you're right. Forget about this answer. We go back to our first two answers. If you remember, we had one question. What, what, we, we had a question what about the two things? One saying a bit, one saying a Knesset can get tamarified, and one saying that a bit Knesset cannot be tamerified. We had three answers. The first answer was one's a mayor and one's the hachamim. Second answer was both hachamim, one's with the shamosh, one's without shamosh. And the third answer was one was a village and one was a city. Scrap the third answer, one was a village, one was a city, and go with the first two. Okay. Says the Gemara, brand new piece of the Mishnah. We said in the Mishnah that on, before Kippur, we prepare a backup Kohen to be in place if the Kohen gets a, a pasul or he dies. Okay. Says the Gemara, pshita, of course, if the Kohen Gadol got Pasulified before the Tamid Shel Shahar, the Tamid of the morning, then Oto Shel Shahar will inaugurate him with the Tamid Shel Shahar, which means the following. Normally, the way you inaugurate a new Kohen Gadol is by putting Shemel Meshcha on his head. Okay? You put some and Mishra from Moshe Rabenu on the Kohen's head, bingo, he becomes Kohen Gadolified. However, what happens when uh we when the, the second Beth mikdash when we don't have the oil of the Kohen Gadol anymore? Then you become holified by doing by putting on the garments of the Kohen Gadol. Now that's cool if you do it be, if the Kohen Gadol. The original kohen gadol did you the favor of getting tamehified in the morning before the first korban tamid, but once the korban tamid passes and they're doing the avodah afterwards, that avodah the kohen gadol does in regular clothes, and therefore, if you're putting you can't get holified by putting on the kohen gadol garments since you're only wearing regular kohen garments. Okay, the the timeit could be done in kohen gadol garments. Kohen gadol wears eight garments, right? A regular kohen wears four. The rest of the avodah is done with someone with four garments. So how can we kohen this backup guy if he's wearing regular garments? Are you with me, Joey? Yeah, he has he has to have special clothing for him to be uh, holified with the oil. kohen yes, but. Okay. But but um, but the problem yeah, is only there is no, so yeah, uh, yeah, assuming there's no right. oil anymore because we're in the second bath of right. How would it work? Okay. Right, okay. Says the Gemara. Pshit, oh, one more time. It's obvious that. <laughs> then we we put them on the new garments and shachad. But ba pasul. How can we Kohen Gadolify him? Says the Gemara, The way you could do it is with his belt. So one of the four garments of a regular Kohen is the belt. Now, when he wears a special... He has a special belt, the Kohen Gadol, right? Right, so that's the machlok. we're going to talk about that now. Says the Gemara, Haniyachal emandem amad avnetos shel kohen gadol that he wears during the week. Zehu avnetos shel kohen adiot. There's a machloket. Rabbi number one says that what the kohen gadol wears on a regular Dur- during the year, what the 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 belt the kohen gadol wears during the year, is the regular one. Emandem avnetos shel kohen gadol is not the same as Kohen and Yot. So let me explain this. You have to focus closely on this, guys. Pay close attention. Everyone knows that the Kohen Gadol wears two different types of belts. On Kippur, on the Kohen has to wear a pure linen belt. Okay? On a regular day of the year, the Kohen Gadol wears a belt that is 100% Shatnez. I don't want Rabbi Harari to hear so loud, but he's downstairs. But uh, the kohen gadol wears a belt that's completely shatnez, it has linen and wool together. He must wear that belt. That's not a machloket, all year round. On Kippur, it's only linen, no shatnez. That's for sure. The machloket is: What is the belt of a kohen Hediot like? Is the belt of a kohen Hediot like the shatnez one of the kohen gadol of all year? or like the pure wool one of the Kohen Gadol for Kippur? Got it? Yeah. One more time, Ivan. The Kohen Gadol, on every day of the year, wears Shatne's belt. On Kippur, must wear a little belt. It's a Pasuk in the Torah. Machloket is, what does a Kohen yot wear? A regular Kohen. Does he wear like the Kohen Gadol of all year? Or does he wear like the Kohen Gadol of Kippur? Okay? Now, says the Gemara, this that we said, that you holify, the backup Kohen, using a belt of, where he wears this special belt of the Kohen Gadol, right? That only makes sense if you say that the Avnet of the Kohen Gadol is the same Avnet of the Kohen of Yort. If you say that the regular Kohen wears the shotness belt, like the Kohen Gadol wears during the year, then when we switch him to the wool belt, which the regular Kohen doesn't wear during the year, so then we've done something different. We put on a new garment that he never wore before. This guy spent his whole life, the backup Kohen, the substitute guy, spent his whole life wearing shotness belts, so the first time you put a non-shatness belt on him, hey, hey, bingo, you're a kohen gadolified. Okay, but according to the rabbi who says that the kohen gadol would wear a linen belt all year round, linen or shatness? Linen. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then what do you do on Yom Kippur? Because on Yom Kippur, the kohen gadol has to wear a linen belt. And the and the regular kohanim wear linen belts all around, so there's nothing changed. Okay, So let's read it inside. Did everyone get me, get that or no? Did I lose everyone? Yeah. I could read the Rashi if you want. One more time. Let's read the Rashi. Two seconds. Honey, it's like towards the bottom of the narrow lines. call your mother up. Climb. That's, if you say that the, that the Kohen Gadol used, Kohen had Yot, sorry, if you hold that the Avnet of the Kohen Gadol of all year round was Klaim, then it makes sense. Because it was only regular learning that means that they wear the same on Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur all Kohanim are wearing the same ones according to this Rabbi because the Kohen Gadol is wearing his linen one because it's special for him and the regular Kohanim are wearing linen ones because they always wear linen ones according to this Rabbi and therefore there's no difference so how does he, how does he become holified are we good? <clears throat> <clears throat> says the Gemara, abaye. so abaye says, shmona umah You're right. We can't make him holified with the with the belt. Rather, even though we did the Korban Tamid already, and you can't do anything about Korban Tamid, but what you can do is you can go up on the Mizbeach, wear the eight garments, and turn over the meat on the fire. Okay. Turn over the meat. Like get it burnt a little more. And since you're wearing the clothes, the eight clothes of the Kohen Gadol, you become Kohen Gadolified. Okay? Yanni, now, that only works according to the rabbi who says that turning the meat on the mezbeach is something only a Kohen could do. If you say that Yisrael can't do it, if you say Yisrael can't do that, turning over... Then it's something only Kohen do, and if you do it in the eight garments, you become Kohen Gadolified. We'll see that inside. <laughs> Ravuna says that a non Kohen who goes to the and turns over the Korban is chayav Mita, and therefore, when the Kohen Gadol goes on the Mizbech to turn over the Korban with his fork, he becomes Kohen Gadolified on that day through wearing the eight garments. While he's doing that, because that that action becomes avoda type actions, and therefore you could become kohen gadolified by doing it. Is that clear? Yeah, Rabbi. Why do we take Why do we uh, disqualify the uh, belt? Oh, we disqualify the belt according to the opinion that says that on on Yom Kippur there is no difference in the belt between kohen gadol and the kohen adot. There was a the machloket. The, Rabbi number one says that on a weekday there's no difference between Kohen Q- Gadol and the Kohen Hedyots belts but on, on Yom Kippur there is a difference Rabbi number two says that on Yom Kippur there's no difference and on a weekday there is a difference so according to the Rabbi who says on Yom Kippur there's no difference so there's no way to be- to beltify the guy and that, and, and that could Kohen Gadolify the guy the only way to do it is by putting on the eight garments. And therefore we have to, since we already finished the Quran Tamid, we just send them up to Muzbayak to turn over the meat. You got it? Okay. Yep. Assuming that the meat is 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 uh, 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 part of the Avodah. Okay, that's the answer according to Abaya. Rapapa says, flip to you, bet amulbetom <coughs> echancho according to a Papa, he says, you don't have to send him up to Masbeach to do the korban in the eight garments. He could wear the four garments, which are nothing different <coughs> than the regular Koran's garment on that day. So then how does he, how does, how does he become Koran gadolifiable? No. Very simple. He becomes Koran gadolified by doing the avodah in the Bet HaMikdash. When he does the two goats, or he does the the, the the seir, or he gets his bull, his pod. When he does any of those things, since that's the avodah of the kohen gadol, even though he's wearing the same clothes as everybody else, he still becomes kohen gadol Why? How does he prove it? Milot Tanya, didn't we see? All the utensils that Moshe Rabbeinu made for the for the mishkan, how do they become holified? by putting the shem Meshachah on them, good, mikan but from Moshe's time on, how do they make new utensils for the Bet HaMikdash, by using them, they become holified, so too to becoming a Kohen Gadolified, his use, will make him a Kohen Gadol, according to your papa, so according to your papa, you don't need any extra garment, to become Kohen Gadolified, you could become gadolified by, by your actions. And the, just like you see by Kaleem that they could become holy without oil by actions, so too Kohen Gadols could, 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 could become Kohen gadolified by actions. Is that clear? Yeah. Awesome. Says the Gemara, Ki Ati when Rav Dimi came, Amar, he said, Avneto shel Kohen ta'avnet Kohen Rebbe, the Rebbe Elazar, the Rebbe Shimon, is a machloket. No, Rebbe Elazar, I have a machloket. Chad sheklaim, the Chad ama Boots. Okay? One says that the regular Avnet of, of a kohen. one says it's made out of shotness, and the other one says it's linen. Okay, so we know that right now we just figured out who's arguing about it. Okay, the argument that we said before about what the queen Hediot wears during the year is actually now we have we have identified which two Tanaim are the arguers. Okay. Now, who's who? says the Gemara. let's assume the Rebbe, he, it's Rebbe, Dalmasha who says it's shotness for the queen during the year. Okay. <coughs> Netanya, we learned in the Breitah, and Ben Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Nadyot, Ela Avnet. There's no difference between the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Nadyot besides the belt. Divrei Rebbe. That's what Rebbe says. So it sounds like it's kni- it's Klayim. No, that's Rebbe, who says, Klayim. Rabbi Lazzar B'Shamot says, af, shal, af lo Avnet. Rabbi Lazzar B'Shamot says, even the Avnet was exactly the same. So according to this, the Kohen gadol during the year and everyone else during the year, oh sorry, there's no difference between them besides the belt. That means the belt is different. So Rebbe is saying that the belt is different. And the Lazzer is saying that they're the same. That they're the same. Ema. Now, what time of the year are they referring to? If you say they're talking about during the rest of the days of the year, there's no difference. And that's what we're saying over here—that it's talking about during the rest of the year. Then there's a lot of differences. Kohen Gadol wears eight <throat> garments, and he only wears four. So he can't be talking about the... uh, Let let me explain. On Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol uses four garments. Okay? Mm -hmm. For most of the Yom Kippur Avodah. On uh, the regular day, he wears eight. So we're saying, this Makloket Rebbe and Rabbi and Shimon must be talking about on Yom Kippur. Because if you were talking about on a regular day, there's a lot of differences. Why would you say the only difference is the belt? There's a Khoshen, there's an Ephod, there's a thousand, there's, there's eight garments. So it must be, you're talking about An Kippur. And you see that An Kippur, Rebbe holds that they're the same. Except for the belt. So the belts are different. Sorry, the same besides the belt means the belts are different. And Rebbe holds that the belts are the same. So if the belts are the same, that means that Rebbe holds that you're wearing linen, the Kohen Hediot wears linen only. And Rebbe holds that the Kohen Gadol wears a shot in his belt. I'm sorry. the Where's the shot in his belt? Uh, I said the wrong thing. Should I say it again? In the end, I said it right. Are you with me, Ivan, or no? Binyamin, you with me? Okay. <coughs> Sigmar says, not necessarily. Amri, we said back. Lo, no, not necessarily. The olam, really, I could tell you. <coughs> We're talking about the other days of the year the shavian when we say, really I could tell you that Rebbe holds that during the year you wear the kohen Hedyot wears linen and the machloket we said and, and, and when we said that Rebbe says the difference is the is the belt he's referring to. I lost myself here. Really, the bright is talking about the rest of the year, and that's when there's a difference. And on and, and, and on and on Yom Kippur, there's no difference. And when we 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 we're talking about, so then why would we mention that the only difference is uh, the belt? If it's during during the rest of the year, the difference is the choshen also. No, we're saying there's no difference in the one that they're the same because of the eight garments of the kohen gadol. Four of them are the same as the kohen and Yot. and therefore the brighter could be talking about only those four. And in those four, there's no difference besides the belt. Of course, there's a the choshem, but we're not talking about that. And therefore, you have no sign which you have no you can't figure out from this brighter who says what, because since we don't know if we're talking about on Kippur or on the other days of the year, therefore we don't know who holds what. Okay, and there's no way to figure out. You can't figure out because what? maybe they want to make the kohen gadol on a different day right so that's why. right we don't we, therefore we don't know we don't know what to talking about it says about kihat rabbin when Rabin came Rabin was a rabbi in israel he said the Amari said kipurim everyone knows that the kohen gadol on kipur used to wear linen that's not a machoket that's a, that's a pasuk that he has to wear linen during the rest of the year, the cool climb. everyone agrees. Going Gadol War, climb. That's again not, not a dispute. Everyone knows it was was Shatnas. Sorry, Reverend Harey. The machloket is only by the avnet of the koinet Maybe regular water. Regular water is fine. If you don't mind, the, the machloket is by the avnet of the koinet <clears throat> We want to know what the what the regular kohen wears, whether it's whether it's Kippur or during the year. She rebi Amar because Rebbe says it's climb, Rebbe says Rebbe says boots, and Rebbe says boots. So now we see which Rabbi is which this Rabin is bringing a brayta, which is clearly saying that. Rebbe is the one who says that the kohen head yot wears climb during the year. What's another proof? Amar of Nachman, says. Uh, for another, we have another bright that says, "The pasuk says the Cohen has to wear his his clothes al on his flesh Why does it say, he has to say he will wear it? Lavi thank you so much. avnet to teach you that the Cohen has to wear, has to wear the mitznefet the turban the avnet and the belt. Hold on the and the Belt, for Haramah Tadish, for Turumah Yehuda, these are the words of Yehuda. Rebdosa Omer, Turumah is when you take the ashes off the Mitzbech. Rebdosa Omer, says, says, Lavi Bigdeh Kohen Gadol, B'Yom HaKipurim, Shehim B'Kishim LeKohen That According to Rebdosa, he says, this is coming to tell you, that the the clothes of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, are kosher for a regular... Oh, shoot. A kosher for a regular Kohen. One second, oh, let's pause this because we lost the zoom. Okay. So Rabdosa says that the, the, the clothes of a Kohen Gadol on Kippur is kosher for Kohen yot. And therefore, you see from here that if the clothes of the Kohen Gadol on Kippur are kosher for Kohen yot, that means that he's wearing Linen. Uh, the regular Kohen wears linen. Rebbe I mean, says, no, I don't agree with it. Okay. You see, the Rebbe says that the Avnet of Kohen Gadol on Kippur is not Avnet of Kohen Gadol because he, 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 Rebbe holds that uh, Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur wears linen and Kohen Gadol is supposed to wear shatness. So there's a machloket. So again, uh Rav Dosa holds that when a Kohen Gadol wore clothes to the four garments on Yom Kippur and then he takes them off, if another Kohen wants to wear it, he's allowed to wear it. Okay? So you can wash them and the next Kohen can wear them also. And Rebbe says two problems with it. Problem number one is the biggest problem. The Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur wears linen belt. And Kohen yot is supposed to wear a belt. I guess Ribdosa doesn't agree with that. Ribdosa probably is of the opinion who says that that it's that the belt is of a Kohen Hediot is linen. And therefore he's told it's usable. And the second problem, he says, it's not right if, if 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 a kohen gadol uses something, it becomes extra holified. And how could, says how could you let a regular kohen wear the clothes that were worn by the kohen gadol? So he disagrees with that. <coughs> so if so, what do I use the word yilbash for? The that comes to include worn-out garments. That once the worn-out garments can be used by other Kohanim. Rashi brings Tup Shatim, what this means. What does it mean, the worn-out garments, according to Rebbe? That means that a Kohen can't use a garment that's ripped, but a Kohen is allowed to wear worn-out garments. But only the Kohen Gadol can wear a worn-out garment, technically. If it's used well, it's usable by Kohen Gadol, as long as it's not ripped. And that Yilbash is coming to include that. It's not coming to tell you that someone else can wear the Kohen Gadol stuff but for two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> the Azar of Joseph, Tam, eh? Joseph follows the reason The Tani learned. Vinicham Sham Pasuk says you leave them there. <laughs> we, we see from there that the Pasuk the, the says that the Kohen Gadol leaves the garment there. Now, why does it say that? So Tanakama says it means that no one's allowed to use those, those those clothes, because since the Kohen Gadol wore them for Yom Kippur, no regular Kohen could wear those garments. it just means that you can't use it the next Yom Kippur, but a regular Kohen can wear them again. And therefore, everything fits beautifully. We're going to stop over here at the words, Tanu pasul, umino acher tachtav. Baruch Adonai le'olam, Amen ve'amen.